Hi, I'm Kate Rice with Monroe County Matters. Today I'm talking to Pete Condrup, General Manager of Westby Creamery, a farmer-owned cooperative. Here's what you probably didn't know about the Westby Creamery. 70% of its product is organic. Its sales total about 68 million annually. They sell their products across the nation, not just Hanson's IGA, but Whole Foods. Yeah, some of their butter is European grade, but you gotta listen to the podcast to find out about that. And they have seen cooperatives around them come and go, but they're still here after nearly 120 years. One big reason, they adapt. So, hey, take a listen. You'll find out about the 50,000 pound cottage cheese container in front of the creamery. Yeah, some of the stuff's kind of fun. Some of the stuff's kind of cool. Thank you so much for taking the time to do, do this. Sure. And I thought start with some of the fun stuff. And one was your new 50,000 pound cottage cheese container that you're putting up. It's a, a tank that sits out kind of in front of our plant. And so we're actually going to get it wrapped with a vinyl wrap that uh, will look like a cottage cheese container. It should be done in the next two weeks. So. We're hoping to have it done by August. So it's a tank that's there right now. Right, What's usually right. in the tank? Uh, most of the time, yogurt, sometimes sour cream. Usually from there, it goes to our fillers. It'll really look neat. You'll drive right by it on Main Street here in Westby. So it'll, it'll yeah, definitely go up. <laughs> I can't wait. So that's the fun stuff is you make great cottage cheese, great yogurt. Thanks. Incredible butter. I think your butter rivals carry gold. But what what's really so key about what all of this represents, it's a, a 175 farmer member owner co-op. So can you just describe that business model and how it works? So, of course, you know, us being a co-op and pretty much the oldest dairy co-op in Wisconsin. So how the whole thing works is that we have farms decide that they're interested in joining our co-op. They become members and then they become, of course, owners. We have two groups of farms. We have conventional farms and the organic farms. Uh, organic, we've been uh, in organic farms probably about 14, 15 years now. So at one time it was all conventional farms. And then uh, we made, uh, we were losing a lot of farms going to organic. So we decided that, uh, it would make sense for us to give the, our farms an option of staying with Westby, even if they want to the organic side. And we, and we actually have developed quite a bit of business in the organic side of things. We've got seven board members. They're all uh, farmers that supply us milk. At, at times, we don't take farms in. It just depends on the, where we are with our milk and all that. But at other times, when somebody wants to come, we take them on. Conventional business is basically how much money can you make on your investment? Whereas cooperatives, people are investing not just money. It's, it's owner, owners are investing. Just, just how do you measure your returns? How do people make, how do they make money? How do you make money? And it isn't just dollar-based, it sounds like. It's what's good for all the owner members. Right. So, of course, being a dairy cooperative, we're actually paying uh, for the milk every month, paying our farmers for the milk. You know, other co-ops, you join the co-op and, you, you know, you'd be, say, like a, 
supply co-op where you buy fertilizer, those types of things from a co-op. Our farmers aren't buying anything from us. We're actually paying, we're buying from them. So uh, it makes it a little bit different. So so our, what we've tried to do over the years is pay as much as we can for the milk and then the payouts at the end of the year won't be quite as much, but the farmers would rather have the, the money up front than that way they can manage their business a lot better than to wait for the end of the year. A lot of co-ops will pay a dividend out at the end of the year. We don't do a lot of that. We try to pay as much as we can to the farmers up, up front. That seems to work a lot better. And so with the, as far as the payment, you know, we kind of got two different groups of farms. On the organic side, we do contracts with them, yearly contracts. On the conventional side, we pay the, the federal government comes out with a suggested pay price each month, and that's what we do. So the uh, organic is pretty steady. The conventional, that price can vary considerably. I mean, not in, in particular the last couple of months. I mean, we've, uh, the milk prices have jumped, you know, gone down from uh, very low here in May up to pretty, in July, it could be close to a record pay price, July, August. So, and that's all COVID driven stuff that's gone on. But, but anyway, so you'd say the organic farms have a little bit better security. They know what they're pretty much know what they're going to be getting on a month to month basis. The conventional farms uh, price can jump all over the place. So there's a little more risk, I guess you could say on the conventional side. Why is there increased stability for the organic farms? It's more stable because, you know, we guarantee a pay price uh, for the year. So that, that gives stability. They're banks yeah, for and that. <laughs> that would be a motivation. To, when I looked at your website, a lot of your farmers are organic. Correct. Like what? Yeah. Per, uh, about seven, more than half. About seventy percent of our milk is organic milk now, and thirty percent is conventional. Interesting. Now, is that driven by market demands or business reasons? It's it's been a little bit of both. We've a lot of our farms have switched over to organic. And as far as the farmers that are quitting, I'd say probably more of them are on the conventional side than the organic side. So there's just as much milk in Wisconsin now as there has been, but there's a lot less farms. So the farms are getting a lot bigger. So, and that's one of the yeah. things, I know in one of your questions you asked about Westby, one of the things that our farmers do like about us is we don't have a lot of, we don't have any large farms as members, I think probably our largest farms milking, maybe 250 to 300 cows. So, and that, that works out pretty well on the marketing end of thing. We do market that we're owned by small family farms. And that, that is the truth, we are. <laughs> and that's both conventional and organic. That's great. I love that. I mean, it's one of the reasons I, I love the West Beef Creamery. What's, like, what's a typical day of operations? I, I love that post about, I think it's John Wangen, who's been a milk caller for 50 years working yeah. with. Yeah. Like, this, just what all happens in a typical day? What time does the day start? What time does it end? It doesn't end. <laughs> it's ongoing. <laughs> we pretty much run 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Okay. I mean, we probably, in the last year, we've had maybe five days where we shut down and that's just to do repair work that we couldn't do while we were running. But so one thing, and really there's a pretty good video on our website that kind of goes through from milk receiving all the way through 
gives you a pretty good idea of how the milk flows through the plant and everything. But most generally, like for the farmers, when they, and the milk's picked up every two days on the farms, and that milk comes into our facility. Normally, we use that milk up within a day to two days at the most. The milk get, gets picked up today, won't get used till tomorrow. So there's a little bit of a, a lag there. So normally, the milk comes in, you know, and then uh, we start the, the process of pasteurizing the milk and putting it into different, we've got different flows. When we make cottage cheese or sour cream or yogurt, whatever direction it flows, that's, that's a different process. But most generally, we do a 24-hour cycle. So whatever we're manufacturing, we go through the process. Everything gets washed every day. You know, we have a process. So some things may take longer to, you know, cottage cheese, from when we put the milk in the vats to we empty the vats is uh, probably about a 12 to 13 hour process. Sour cream can take 18 hours. Uh, yogurt takes six hours. So uh, every product we make takes a little bit different time. It's all kind of put together. The other tricky part is that when we do, we do both conventional and organic products. Whenever we're doing organic, the equipment has to be clean. If say we were making organic cottage cheese, if we made conventional cottage cheese before that, we'd have to clean. We have to clean all everything before we can run the organic. So normally we try to run organic products first during the day, and then come through with the conventional after that. There's quite a bit of juggling around to to make it all work. It's a pretty tricky process to keep everything segregated, but we do a good job of it. Yeah. How long have you been there? This is my 16th year. Are you from the area or did you come from? I spent most of my life down in central Illinois. Okay. So uh, my dad owned a cheese plant. So I kind of grew up in cheese and then that plant closed. So I moved around a little bit, but the, ended up here in West Beast. It's a great place to live for sure. It is. Yeah. yeah, it is. You alluded to the tough times, talked about the tough times for farmers. What I wanted to move into is marketing and how do you market and where all do you distribute? You talked about how small family-owned farms are core to your identity. Where all in the United States can people find your products? So with the Westby label, our own label, pretty much in the Midwest, we have our products distributed. You know, here in Wisconsin, if you go to La Crosse, there isn't a store in La Crosse that doesn't have our product. And like Madison and, you know, we're gaining traction in Madison and Minneapolis. We're starting to get into some stores over there. But a lot of our product is private label. We make product and uh, put it in somebody else's label. We've got one company that we do cottage cheese for, Good Culture is the name of the company. And they have distribution all over the United States. So, so we do a lot of that. We do special formulas for other people. And so probably... On the retail side, maybe 60% of what we make goes into private label or other people's oh. label. And we've got other types of business. We do bulk business where we make cottage cheese and put it in 400-pound uh, drums. That's sold to a company that makes lasagna, so it's an ingredient. We do totes of yogurt that go to a company that actually freeze-dries the yogurt into infant snacks, which can be found all over the United States. So we have, and then sour cream, we make some sour cream for companies that make their own dips. So, you know, we supply the sour cream, they mix in their own ingredients. So we do a lot of that too. We're pretty diversified that way. And then as far as organic and conventional, we do both. So everything kind of flows the same with both of them. We do some or organic side of things. We're getting more products in the institutional. 
does anybody like Whole Foods or Trader Joe's? Are you providing them stuff? We have some of our product in some of the Whole Foods locally. We do some private label products that ended up in Whole Foods also, like Good Culture. You can find that in Whole Foods and our products. They do end up all over the United States, but not necessarily in the Westby label. So, right, uh, yeah. Okay. And we're working now, on getting our product out further, that's for sure. That's excellent. Like Keep me posted on that. Anything I can do to spread the word. Now, you talk about your butter being European grade. So that, that would be our organic butters that is a uh, higher fat. The the, our regular butter is not a high fat. Our organic is 83 to 84% butter fat, where our regular is 80 to 82. The Europeans have a higher butter fat requirement than the United States. The carry gold is a, gives, is a little bit different. Anyway, that's, that's what we do. We tried to make it more of a premium type butter. So that gets sold under what name? Westby, the organic. Oh, okay. Yep, that's yep. the Westby again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of my daughters is a great baker and I'm like, this is the butter for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing my wife will use is our Westby butter. <laughs> that's for sure. Right. That, um, the fudge shop in Coon Valley that they only use, do they use your organic or? The conventional butter. They do pretty good business there. For sure. And their, fudge, their fudge is really good. It looks pretty good. It's a little dangerous yeah. to know there. Frankly. And then you do a little bit of mail order as well. We do right now. We're not doing a lot because pretty much require in the summer months to do next day delivery. Yeah. So that increases the price considerably. And we're actually working on trying to, to build that business even more. So we did some promotions like in May, we did a, a farmer, farmer's box promotion, which went really well. So we're trying to build that business. Oh. We, we took some of our products and uh, just did a box and just charged people $50 and that included shipping and everything at second day delivery. We made it like a limited supply and used Facebook to advertise it. So it really went fast. It was fun. Right. We're going to do more of that starting in September. We're going to probably do some more promotions. And, and of course, uh, around the holiday time is always really busy for us. You mentioned on the website that actually your volume has stayed the same throughout COVID because some stuff went up and some stuff went down, but it basically balanced out. Were you surprised by that? Uh, a little bit. Part of it too is, is help. The government's had some programs that, to help the, the food, food banks, and we've been able to sell some products through that program, which has helped. But as far as like our grocery chains that we deal with, right after when COVID was really starting to, to take off, uh, panic buying set in, and we were really, really busy there for a few weeks, and the sales were just crazy. And it, it slowed down some, but we do have some customers, food service customers in particular, the, their business I mean, almost disappeared completely, So it's, which has been sad to see. But you know, we, you know, we have one customer in particular. We made bags of yogurt that went into a dispenser, and most of those dispensers are in hotels, and his business has completely disappeared. So we've had some, you know, pretty tough business uh, things happen, but also on the grocery side of things, it's been pretty, pretty strong. And some of the larger chains we deal with, their sales 15, 20% higher than the, the normal, normally this time of year. So, so more people are definitely going and buying groceries and, and uh, fixing food at home, which kind of have to because of the way the restaurant situation is. 
we were pretty worried at first that how this would, especially on the organic side, we weren't real sure how, because, you know, there's a premium for that, but the people that buy organic continue to buy organic products and actually bought maybe a little bit more because they couldn't go out and eat in restaurants. So, so everything's held up pretty decent, which has been really good for, and our farmers are really pleased about that. We've never dumped any milk, so that, which is a good thing. Thank goodness. I hate when that happens. Do you have any history on how the creamery dealt with the Spanish flu pandemic? That was a long time ago. At that time, it was mostly butter. And yeah, so I mean, when you you look at back then, nobody really knew what was going on in a lot of ways. Out here in Westby, probably, you know, the newspaper probably didn't show up for a few days or whatever, but the news traveled a lot slower. So I'm sure there was some issues that were dealt with. The creamery's just, we've just continued to get through. We've had other crises and a lot of things have happened over the years and and the food business seems to always manage through a lot of these things because people do need to eat. And that seems like we're pretty stable. Things happen. We may have a drop in business a little bit, but we're not seeing huge drops. And, and, uh, and we don't see the huge spikes either that some companies see. So um, yeah, the food business is kind of recession proof, I guess you could say. Right. Now, you do have other, some other things that I think are really cool, like the farm program so people know that they're buying food that's ethically sourced and right so it's a national program mm-hmm. and we actually have one person that that's what she does she goes out and inspects our farms so the farms have to be inspected every couple of years she's gone to all our farms and made sure that they follow all the rules and are treating their animals the way they should be treated one thing with the smaller farms i think sometimes the the farmers if you go out to some of our farms, they have names for all their cows and all that type of thing. And if you go to a place that's milking 5,000 cows, they don't. Farmers understand that if you treat your cows the way they should be treated, you're actually going to get more milk. You know, and They're actually going to be happier. They're not going to be stressed. And when cows are stressed, they don't give you as much milk, so you're losing money there. Excellent. And then just, just to show, so people understand how much you do, I mean, super briefly, just you use a lot of water and then you spend months cleaning it up before you release it back into the, I think it's the badass, bad, oops, badass. I I, I have that problem too. (laughs) So Uh, how many ponds and how long does it take for you to clean up the water that you use? We use about 100,000 gallons of water a day. And we, we actually have been, uh, have reduced our water usage over the last few years that we're working on. And we're, we've got some new projects we're working on where we're going to be able to reuse more water. So uh, we're reducing that, which is good. We have our own uh, pond system. And so it takes anywhere from 60 to 75 days for the water to get through the system of ponds before it in, uh, meets the standards the DNR sets for us. So then it's discharged into a tributary. So ends up down in the Mississippi sooner or later. (laughs) Right, right. And you just seem to do a lot of other cool community stuff, like the Women in Agriculture group, where you hosted one of their meetings. Senator Tanny Baldwin came and met with you, but I think the community could come in. It just seems like you're super interwoven into the local events and community, and you're a resource as well as a, a business. Right. We try to, you know, and 
you know, we have to be kind of careful on the political side of things. Of course, with 175 members, you can imagine that we've got pretty much every, all different <laughs> opinions. So, so we do have to be a little careful about it. But we've been pretty open to have uh, politicians uh, come in. Most of the times they'll come in and talk about a bill they're working on or a bill that they've helped to pass. So uh, over the years, we've had uh, a secretary of agriculture has been here, uh, several different senators. Senator Johnson has been here. Tammy Baldwin, Senator Baldwin's been here. Uh, a lot of our local uh, representatives, state representatives, have come by to talk about uh, different bills they've worked on. And we work like uh, Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association. They'll ask us yeah. if, you know, sometimes they'll contact us and say, these uh, people or politicians are working on a bill and they'd like to talk about that to the press, but they'd like to be at a facility that's actually going to, you know, benefit from it. So then we'll be, we're pretty open to doing those type of things. We, we really try to support our community. We donate probably close to 200,000 pounds of product a year to the local food banks around here. I'm happy that we can do that. We support Westby, try to support the local businesses as much as possible. Our sales are about $68 million and, you know, that money, part of that money stays in the local community for sure. We try to be good neighbors, that's for sure. Okay, cool. Oh, I did, I did want to say when I was in your store last week, I did like the little sign, blessed to be the cheese makers. <laughs> yeah. I did like that. Anything else that I didn't ask you about that you think is important for people to know about either the Westby Creamery or dairy farming or just the co-op model in general? I've had a lot of questions about the, the whole COVID thing and how we're managing. You know, one of the interesting things about a food manufacturer, and, and we're not like the meat plants, and our people are in the plant are kind of spread out. They don't work side by side per se, but we do, we wash the whole, you know, the, the plant gets washed every day. We fog the rooms. And so when we tell our employees, we feel like it might be one of the safest places to be is in the plant because of, you know, all the cautions we take and everything. And we've been really lucky. We haven't had any employees test positive. So, but we do have protocols in place if we do end up having positive tests and those types of things. We probably had 15 employees going for testing. We definitely want to make sure if somebody's not feeling good, they don't come to work and, and all those types of things. We're really careful about the whole COVID thing. The last thing we want to do is have any you know, shutdown or anything like that. We've got to take care of all the milk that's out there has to come into the plant every day. So there's been some right. bad publicity uh, on food manufacturers, but uh, believe me, we take it very seriously and, and, uh, we're doing everything we can to keep our employees healthy. So, Clearly. So, and, you know, wow. we're very proud of what we do. Our employees are, our patrons are. If you look in the history of this area, how many co-ops there were, uh, cheese plants that were owned by co-ops and, you know, small dairy co-ops 20, 30 years ago, it's pretty much all of them are gone, but we've been able to weather the storm, I guess you could say, and be innovative and, and keep this place going. So, we're really excited about the future, that's for sure. Love it, love it. Thank you so much again sure. for your time. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, please. This has been another by the Seat of My Pants production. Theme music by Peter Danilowicz.